This week, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were both sworn in as president and vice president, while Trump pardoned 143. You're listening to Politics Politics, and this is the week of 1 18 2020. This is politics, politics always. I hope you had a pretty amazing week. Um, it's an amazing week for all Americans who didn't like Trump, um, because he's finally left the office. And so I guess I'm going to recap the inauguration day, but not go super into detail, like give you a basic understanding of what happened on inauguration day. And so I just want to like begin June 26th of 2019. Now this isn't inauguration day, but it's just some background info. This was the first day of the first democratic primary debate. And they had two days, um, 10 candidates each day. And so we went from 20 candidates, got narrowed down all the way to one candidate. There were happy times, sad times. If your candidate was eliminated from the race, of course, and if your candidate stayed, it was happy. And so we got Joe Biden as the nominee. He went against the incumbent Trump and he won. Took five days of counting, but he won. Now, it's 573 days later from 26th of June, 2019, and we get to Inauguration Day, 2021. And it may have taken almost two years, but you can finally relish in the victory that we have Trump out of office. It was extremely successful. So the inauguration, it started with cameras focused on people walking into the crowd Former vice presidents, um, former presidents, they had first ladies, all of these people walking into the crowd. And it began with um, an intro by Senator Amy Klobuchar. Um, she was Alice in the race for presidency, but she dropped out and endorsed Biden. And so others, others gave a speech after her. Um, and in the middle of all of those speeches, there was this person and he kept on like Clorox wiping the podium and he thank you for keeping everyone safe. And so there were some musical performances. Um, Lady Gaga sang the national anthem. Jennifer Lopez sang America the Beautiful and Garth Brooks sang Amazing Grace. Um, Amanda Gorman, she recited a pretty amazing poem about moving forward and forgetting our differences And then the swearing in started. First, it was Kamala Harris being sworn in by Sonia Sotomayor. I'm sorry if I mispronounced her name. And Sonia Sotomayor is the first Latina on the Supreme Court. After that was Joe Biden being sworn in by Chief Justice John Roberts. And after Joe Biden was sworn in, it was pretty emotional. He gave his over 20-minute long speech, which is It was pretty long, and it was about recovering from the capital attack, reuniting, stopping COVID, forgetting our differences, and fixing the economy. Overall, a very emotional inauguration. Um, From there, it was just like Inauguration Day traditions, and then after that, um, there couldn't be an in-person Inauguration Day ball, but there was this special event that was virtually hosted hosted, I'm sorry, hosted by Tom Hanks. And that's basically what happened on Inauguration Day.
Trump had many last-minute pardons. So precisely on his last day of presidency, Trump pardons a ton of people. Now, this isn't unusual. Many presidents have done this. It's actually very fairly common to pardon people on the last day of your presidency. But, you know, this group of people that the president pardoned, they were incredibly loyal to him. They lied for him. They did many, many, like, corrupt things for him. So let, let's begin. Um, he pardoned 143 people. He fully pardoned 73, and he commuted the sentences of 70. So, like, if they were in jail, he, like, ended their jail time. So now they can come out of jail. And so some big names on this list. Let's start out with Lil Wayne. Um, He's a pretty famous rapper, I know. I haven't actually heard a song of his, but I know he's pretty famous. So um, he was convicted of carrying a firearm with him on a flight to Miami. And he's committed past felonies, so he's not allowed to carry firearms anymore. And he did it on that flight. And Trump saved him from up to 10 years in prison. And Lil Wayne, before that, he'd been supportive of Trump. He's um, on social media, said he's meeting with Trump and talked about his policies and he supported Trump's policies. And he's been outspoken for this. But, you know, Trump saved him now. Another person that Trump pardoned was Steve Bannon. And this was a name on the list that was sure to be pardoned. Right. And so Steve Bannon, he was Trump's chief strategist and he was pretty, he was prosecuted because of a fraudulent donation campaign. So basically he and this person, Brian Colfage, those were the main two. They set up this GoFundMe to build the Mexico wall. That was like a humongous thing in the president's 2016 run. And um, they made people believe that this was a trustworthy GoFundMe and that you should donate to this GoFundMe. And they managed to actually raise over $25 million. That's a lot of money for a GoFundMe. Uh, they, were caught, they were caught by the FBI for using some of the money they raised for themselves. Right. And they used it to cover personal expenses and they tried to like keep it as low key as they could. But the FBI is really smart and they found out. But that wasn't really why he was removed from the White House. Um, may seem weird, but yeah, that's actually not the reason he was removed. He, he was quoted in a book and he was insulting the president's children in the book. And the president is very fond of his children. And, you know, he, he, he uproared against Bannon. He strongly disapproved of him. And then Bannon left the White House. So one last name on that list that I want to focus on is Anthony Lewandowski. And so I really don't know why Trump would pardon him. There's no, like, relation between those two. But the president was getting paid to consider pardons. So maybe that's how Anthony Lewandowski got pardoned. Anyways, Anthony Lewandowski, he worked for Google. Uh, he was a huge figure in Google's project to create a successful self-driving car. And so in 2016, he was going to switch over from Google to Uber. Um, you may have heard of Uber. It's like a car company. Not like they don't produce cars, but if you schedule an Uber, it's sort of like a taxi. I'm just going to say that. And so when he was going to Uber, he downloaded over 14,000 Google files 
And these were like classified Google files, sensitive information, and he gave them to Uber. And, you know, obviously this is a really bad thing to do for a company which you've worked with for a very long time. Uh, Google is very mad. He's been prosecuted for it. And (laughs) he was going to jail probably. Trump saved him too. So as I said in the beginning, 143 people were pardoned, 73 fully pardoned, and 70 had their prison sentence commuted. All right. So back in November of last year, there was this discussion slash possibility that the president could pre-pardon his children, his son-in-law, um, Jared Kushner, and his personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. And there was even a chance he would pardon himself. So that was like a big discussion. And Wednesday, that didn't happen. And perhaps he realized that a pardon is a confession to a felony, and he didn't want his children to confess to a felony or his lawyer or himself or a son-in-law or maybe he believes that if he did that that would give the democrats and republicans in the senate more reasons to impeach him either way he didn't so a very promising sign in biden's very first hours in office he signed over 17 bills already All right. 17. That's really promising. And so one of the first things he did was he rejoined the Paris Climate Agreement. And that was sort of a pact between the countries and United Nations. And President Trump had left this sort of pact. And so main goal was to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and potentially stop the effects of global warming or at least slow it down. So that was the goal of the Paris Climate Agreement. Um, Biden, he also stopped the construction of the border wall, which was a very big part of Trump's 2016 run. Um, It will save a lot of money for the U.S. and let it be used for more important things like stimulus checks, too. He signed a bill allowing U.S. citizens to be allowed a non-U.S. citizens. I'm sorry. He signed a bill allowing non-U.S. citizens to be allowed in the census count. Um, He also has this 100 day mask thingy. And so in the first 100 days of his office, he's asking Americans to wear their masks. And he's making it mandatory that if you are in a federal building or on federal land, you must be wearing a mask, right? He also, um, he reversed Trump's ban on seven Muslim countries. Um, and uh, seven Muslim countries, if you had a passport, you couldn't come to the USA from those seven countries. So all of this action Biden is taking is making me more and more confident that it'll fix the economy heal the nation, and unite all of us. That was pretty much it for this week, this special inauguration week. Um, But I guess just one more thing I want to say is that we had all of these Republicans and As soon as, you know, like Biden's presidency like started or on his first day, let's just say on his first day, all these Republicans were like, oh, my gosh, we have 80,000 unemployed on Biden's first day. What a start to his presidency or like 4,000 dead from COVID-19 on Biden's first day in his presidency. And if Republicans I'm not 
trying to, you know, say all Republicans are doing this. A select number of Republicans are doing this. But if Republicans really want to unite, they need to acknowledge that Trump put Biden in this position and Biden needs at least a couple of weeks before he can start taking control of this. Trump has put America in such a bad situation that it's going to be extremely difficult for Biden to do anything about the cases, you know? They have a plan. They're going to try to get 100 million vaccines out in the first 100 days. Um, Dr. Fauci says he's optimistic it can happen. And if he's optimistic, I'm optimistic. You know, he's a really smart person and I trust him. And that was actually pretty much it for this week. If you'd enjoyed this, please feel free to join our mailing list. All you need to do is send an email. Um, to politicsmaltics2020 at gmail.com. That email is also located on the website. We also now have a new website. Um, the link will be in the show notes. And thank you for listening. This was Politics Schmaltics week of 1-18-2021. You were listening to Politics Schmaltics, and see you next week. <laughs>